Well, the last couple months uh, have kind of felt like a season of renewal in my life. I think it started uh, leading into my birthday in December when it was time to renew my driver's license and health card. Uh, and then early in the new year, uh, we got a notice that we needed to renew a portion of our life insurance. And in the last few weeks, Lindsay and I have been trying to work through the process of renewing our kids' passports for some travel later this year. Um, so that's the kind of season of renewal I'm talking about. Ironically, um, not that renewing when it comes to the number of like forms and applications and fees that are required in uh, such a season of renewal. Um, but the reality is uh, life is full of renewals in all sorts of forms and formats. And while in some cases they can kind of feel annoying, uh, ultimately they're usually just plain necessary. But how much truer does that feel when it comes to the realm of relationships? You know, that sometimes our relationships require a renewal if they're going to continue to be what we long for them to be. You know, and sometimes we express this in significant or profound ways through something like the renewal of vows. Um, but more often, I think it's through either the, the, the reaction or the routine of needing to uh, repair a relationship or renew a commitment when a relationship has gone astray. And yet in our relationships, uh, it can often feel as though forms and formats aren't readily available. Or more than that, I think what can feel most complicated or most difficult about uh, the idea of renewing a relationship is that it can feel like there is uh, no guarantee of renewal on the other side. And most of all for this morning, I wonder uh, if you've ever felt anything like that when it comes to a relationship with God. Um, now, if you can relate to that, and especially if your heart longs for a season of renewal with God these days. Uh, the good news is that as we continue our series in the Psalms, today we are looking at a psalm of renewal. A psalm that's very purpose was to serve as, you know, sort of a form or a format to experiencing renewal in relationship with the God of the universe. So if you have a Bible with you, you know, either a hard copy uh, or a digital version, you can, can open up to the physical middle where the Psalms are. Um, and by the way, if you, if you don't have a Bible, uh, we have free copies available at our Welcome Center, and, and we'd love to put one in your hands if you'd like one. You could pick one up today. Um, but today we're going to be looking at Psalm 81, a psalm of covenant renewal from the people of Israel and we'll consider how Psalm 81 may be able to serve as a guide for us, kind of in our own renewal of our relationship with God in whatever season that we find ourselves in. Uh, so starting with verses 1 to 5, Psalm 81 begins this way. It says, Sing for joy to God our strength. Shout aloud to the God of Jacob. Begin the music, strike the timbrel, play the melodious harp and lyre. As an aside, isn't melodious a fun word to say? Sound the ram's horn at the new moon, and when the moon is full on the day of our festival. This is a decree for Israel, an ordinance of the God of Jacob. 
When God went out against Egypt, he established it as a statute for Joseph. Now, Psalm 81, um, it begins like many of the Psalms, and frankly, like we do every Sunday when we gather together, with with a call to sing for joy to God in order to more fully encounter and experience who God is, in this case, to experience God's strength and receive God's strength. Um, This is the praise of this psalm that we learned about last week. Um, But in this case, the the singing and the praise is for a very specific purpose, for a very specific time, in fact. See, this this psalm is calling uh, the community to a rhythm, It describes it as part of the created rhythm of the new moon, like at the beginning of a a new month or a new season or even a new year. Um, But it also speaks of a commanded rhythm. You know, ever since the rescue of, of God's rescue of the people of Israel from slavery in Egypt, it describes this necessary rhythm in order to remember all God had done for the people of Israel and all that they had to celebrate. Now, this is kind of the same sort of rhythm we aspire to be about as a community, where we gather regularly, weekly in worship, and sometimes in in special ways, seasonally as well, in order to uh, nurture and sustain both our personal and collective relationship with God. Um, But then, quickly, Psalm 81, after the, the call to celebrate, Uh, it actually has a bit of a shift where in the second half of verse five says this, it says, I heard an unknown voice say. And this line, it actually kind of sets up and sets the stage for the rest of the Psalm. When the poet writes, I heard an unknown voice say. Now this line, it's a subtle nod to the current condition of the relationship at stake. You know, it's intimate and yet it's elusive. Um, you know, there's a voice that that's heard, but the speaker somehow seems like a stranger. It's though it's referring to a relationship that, that at once has been familiar, but is now somehow fractured. Um, have you ever felt like that in a relationship? Have you ever felt like that in your relationship with God? Or have you ever just felt that there's this sort of deep sense um, calling you uh, to something more, but that you weren't sure sort of what or maybe who that was? Well, the unknown voice now begins to speak in verses 6 and 7, where it says, I removed the burden from their shoulders. Their hands were set free from the basket. In your distress, you called and I rescued you. I answered you out of a thundercloud. I tested you at the waters of Meribah. The voice begins by uh, reminding of the good things that have been done for the people. It's as though the command to celebrate isn't quite enough. Uh, it needs to go back to the source of the relationship. The covenant needs to be reminded of, needs to be spoken of, needs to be heard and recalled from deep within. And here specifically, it's about how uh, the unknown speaker removed the burden of slavery from the people of Israel and rescued them through great acts 
of liberation and provision, even if they do not currently remember or recognize the voice. Um, Now, pausing there, you know, have you ever considered where the good things in your life have come from? You know, even if if much of life uh, has been difficult, what, what has been good and what is the source of that goodness? Or where could you honestly say you've experienced undeserved goodness far beyond your own effort and control? And and do you remember that? Do you reflect on that? Do you consider where that has come from? Um, From there, the voice continues, um, slowly but surely revealing identity, picking it up here in verse 8. It says, hear me, my people, and I will warn you. If you would only listen to me, Israel, you shall have no foreign God among you. You shall not worship any other God than me. I am the Lord, your God, who brought you up out of Egypt. The poet here, uh, kind of writing on behalf of the voice of God, has God saying, you know, it's me. Remember me, Israel. I am the God who did these things for you. So don't turn to other gods, gods that aren't the God I am to you. Um, This is a callback to the first commandment God gave Israel, the first commandment of the Ten Commandments, that they would have no other gods but him. You know, to not run after gods that didn't rescue them, to not run after the foreign gods that actually enslaved them, And why is God um, so passionate about this or so concerned about this? Well, listen to what it says uh, at the end of verse 10 where God says, Open wide your mouth and I will fill it. God is saying, uh, don't chase after those other gods because ultimately they come up empty where I am the God that fills you. And that all you need to do is, is open up to receive. Here, it's kind of like, you know, a parent feeding a young child saying, you know, open wide. Or as another translation describes this verse, it says, just ask and I will give you whatever you need. This is how God had related to Israel and how God wanted to continue to relate to Israel. But remember, this is a a psalm of renewal. A prayer for renewal, for a time when a relationship um, was not all that it could be. So in verses 11 and 12, the psalm of renewal continues. It says, But my people would not listen to me. Israel would not submit to me. So I gave them over to their stubborn hearts to follow their own devices. For the people of Israel, this essentially follows now their story of their time in the wilderness, where they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years, much of it representing their wandering from God. And what we can see here is that God doesn't force anyone into anything. Although God deeply desires a relationship with all people, God doesn't force a relationship on anyone. Instead, God seeks to woo and invite, uh, inviting toward a covenantal relationship and not a performance-based 
religion. Um, But God lets us wander if we choose to. Um, From there, the psalm ends this way. Picking up in verse 13. It says, if my people would only listen to me, if Israel would only follow my ways, how quickly I would subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their foes. Those who hate the Lord would cringe before him and their punishment would last forever. But you, you would be fed with the finest of wheat, with honey from the rock, I would satisfy you. This is where the psalm ends. With the deepest longings of the voice being saved for last. Um, The most intimate longing and expression and imagination for what the relationship could be through renewal. God says, if only you would listen. If only you would let me be your God, then I will do for you all that you most need and all that you cannot do for yourself. The one thing I want to comment on here um, is that here, like in many of the Psalms and what it says God can and will do for the people, uh, it speaks about how God would subdue their enemies, even just destroying them, or it says that their punishment would last forever. Now, in an ancient uh, tribal kind of warrior culture uh, that was the context in which the Psalms were were written and collected, um, the most significant threat to a community at any given time was the surrounding nations, especially if they were to see you as their enemy. And these sorts of declarations and prayers against enemies were not uncommon in this context. But when we read these psalms, uh, we need to read them in the light and the awareness of uh, the Apostle Paul's writing and teaching in the New Testament, where Paul wrote that there are greater, uh, more real enemies than any humans we would ever feel at odds with or at war with. No, he writes that our enemies are bigger than that, actually having the power to unify all people in the face of the enemies of sin and evil and death. And here, it's God expressing his commitment, his desire and commitment to destroy these enemies through the renewal of a relationship with him. And that then God would provide and satisfy, kind of like we heard uh, from Psalm 1 in the very first week of this series, that we would experience an ashray life, a life fully sustained and satisfied, at peace, even in the face of life's fiercest enemies. That is Psalm 81, the Psalm of covenant renewal. And in some ways, I think it's uh, fitting that it it ends um, somewhat open-ended. I don't know if you can can feel that with it, that it, it feels like it's not quite finished or that it is somehow unresolved. And I think it was fitting and may have even been the the poet's original purpose in the context of this rhythm and routine of of celebration and our our need for renewal from time to time as it left an open-ended opportunity for the people of Israel to authentically consider their own desire to renew their covenant relationship with God. 
And more to our point today and in this series, I think it's fitting that it it ends in an open-ended fashion, giving us the opportunity to consider our authentic response to renewing our relationship with God. And I don't know how that strikes you. Um, Because like I said at the beginning, when it comes to the idea of renewing relationships, one of the things that can feel um, most difficult or maybe even create an anxiety is that we can wonder whether uh, there is a guarantee of renewal on the other side. You know, especially if we have, know that we have wandered in our own lives or at times worshipped other gods, um, it can make us wonder, would God actually renew his relationship with me? And friends, this is where Psalm 81 um, actually gets most interesting in its final poetic phrase. In the final phrase from the, the last verse that I already read where, where God says, um, from the rock... I would satisfy you. From the rock, I would satisfy you. You see, there's actually two references to rocks um, in this psalm. The first one is uh, somewhat obscure when it referenced this place called Meribah in verse 7. But Meribah was a place in the wilderness where uh, the people of Israel, when they were in a desperate situation, nearly dying of thirst, experienced the uh, supernatural provision of water from the rock at Meribah. Then the second reference to the rock is right at the end here where God says, uh, from the rock I would satisfy you, representing God's most full and final provision in our lives. And to me, what is so beautiful about that is that in how we sing in many songs in a community like ours, even as we we have today, and as we see and can understand through the writing of the New Testament and then interpret through these Psalms, that the rock that is written about here is Jesus. That God has provided for us and has actually guaranteed his covenant renewal with us through the rock who is Jesus. That that is the ultimate good news and ultimate guarantee of the covenant renewal of relationship with God that we find in Psalm 81. So my question for you is where do you need that in your life today? Where has your relationship with God been at in this season? And where do you need renewal in that relationship? Because God desires a renewal of his relationship with you. And because of Jesus, when we seek to renew our relationship with God, that renewal is possible. That renewal is guaranteed in the rock that satisfies who is Jesus. But I think it's worth considering for us You know, like the people of Israel in Psalm 81, you know, where have we wandered? Uh, Where has our relationship gotten somewhat off the rails? You know, where have we chased after other gods? Maybe we don't think of ourselves as worshiping foreign gods, but what about the things we put our, our hope and our trust in? You know, in our culture, often our money and our stuff and our possessions Maybe it's pursuing pleasure through, through sex or um, through success, through substances. Maybe it's the God of, of technology or the God of trying to have the perfect life and the perfect family and a, and a good reputation and a great legacy. And where are those things coming up empty? And how can we turn to the God who can fill us and can satisfy? 
You know, where do you sense your life with and relationship with God needs renewal? And how can Psalm 81, the prayer of Psalm 81, especially in light of the good news and promise of Jesus, be a guide to our our renewal with God today? Also, I wonder if there's maybe a few uh, practices or pathways that could be helpful to you to experience that in this season of your life. You know, one might be this reading plan we have through the Psalms throughout this series. And whether you started at the beginning or maybe you've, you've fallen a bit behind or you're just hearing about it for the first time today, what if you uh, spent daily time throughout this series leaning into these prayers, leaning into these Psalms in order to uh, encounter God and deepen your relationship with him more fully this season as a way to to renew that kind of relationship. Or like how Psalm 81 begins, maybe you need to renew your rhythm of engaging in the community of worship, of being with us in an environment like this more often on Sunday to look to God together, to encounter who he is and nurture and sustain our relationship with him together. Um, Maybe this season of Lent could be a helpful renewal pathway for you. Lent is a season of preparation leading up to Easter, and it began just this past Wednesday. And traditionally, often one of the the practices of Lent is to um, set aside something in our lives that may have become a distraction, that may have become almost a God in our lives that we've been chasing after, that we want to refrain from, we want to give up in order to more fully focus and lean into and rely on the God that provides, the God revealed in Jesus. Or anticipating Easter. Um, Maybe for you, uh, this is not so much a season to renew, but it's a season of brand new. And your... Pursuing of a relationship with God or getting to know Jesus, putting your faith and trust in him has been new in your life and you've made that decision to want to follow Jesus and it's time for you to get baptized. Uh, we want to celebrate some baptisms together on Easter Sunday on March 31st and if, if that feels like it maybe resonates with where your journey is at, reach out to us this week and we'd love to get in touch and, and consider and pursue that journey together. Um, or maybe for you... Uh, when you think about how your relationship with God is these days, um, you felt like it's, it's intact and maybe even feels um, healthy and, and robust. But maybe for you, it's actually some of your relationships with others. Um, your relationships maybe even within our community. Maybe your relationship with this community that kind of feels off these days. And knowing how often and how Jesus described how our Our love for God is often so intertwined with our love for one another. Um, Maybe there are some places where renewing your relationship with others in this community is the kind of renewal God wants to to work in and through your life in this season. Or if you've maybe been sitting kind of on the sidelines within our community together, it's, it's actually renewing your commitment to and with this community through the renewal of your membership for this year as we all seek to, again, be a part of experiencing the life of God among us and being the hands and feet of Jesus in the body of Christ where God's placed us. But maybe most, uh, you know, personally, and I'll even say most importantly this morning, But we want to be able to know and hear 
especially as expressed through Psalm 81, is that God's invitation to an offer of renewal is always on the table in every moment, every day, including right here and right now. And because of Jesus, we can come confidently into expressing our own desire to renew our commitment and our relationship with him. And one of the most powerful ways we can experience that, we can be reminded of that, we can receive that, is through the communion table. Through the bread and the juice that Jesus said could remind us of his body and his blood, his life given for us to demonstrate God's unending love to the world. And then through Jesus' sacrifice to give up his life um, and rise again to overcome the enemies of sin and death and evil, making a new life with God possible. That's what we can experience and we can celebrate and we can um, renew our commitment to God through this experience of communion. And in a moment, we're going to have an invitation to come forward and receive communion in all of our locations. And I want to invite you to consider whether this is an opportunity, an open invitation for you to renew your relationship with God through Jesus in this season of your life. And if this is all new to you, um, maybe it's an opportunity to listen to uh, the sense or the voice you see, feel inside that may be inviting you and wooing you to this love relationship with God. So may this be our opportunity in the sort of form and format of Psalm 81 to express our desire to renew our relationship, renew our commitment, renew our covenantal bond with God, the God whose invitation into a covenant relationship with you is always on the table. Let's pray together. Jesus, we thank you um, for this time and space and opportunity to be here together and to be in community and to lean into these psalms, these ancient prayers and songs and poems um, that then can also resonate with our hearts and I know I often need renewal in my relationship with you and my relationship with others. And I thank you for your outstanding open and invitation for us to lean into that. Um, God, we know there's ways we wander. We know there are other things we pursue and chase and worship. We want to uh, turn back to you. We want to surrender those things. And we want to come to Jesus. We are grateful for his life and death and resurrection given for us so that we know the renewal of our relationship with you can be guaranteed. We want to receive that, renew that now, and we thank you for all of this in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.